Hello and welcome to the smallest pocket game in town. Hi, I'm Valerio and I'm joined by Claire. Hi Valerio. Hi Claire. So what you what what are we talking about today? Well, we thought we should have a chat about health and fitness in, in poker, whether or not it's important, how seriously you should take it, whether it matters what, what, what kind of game you're playing in, what the stakes are. But this kind of debate about whether or not mind games or sports and kind of how much, how much you should treat it like a sport, even though it's obviously technically not a sport. Any thoughts? You were saying that it's not a sport. So what is a sport as well? How I think you it's a mind a sport? sport. I mean, there's. I think there's two different categories. I mean, we have the same thing in bridge. It's. It, it's. It, it, you're using your brain. I mean, I for me, is sport. Sport is one where you are exerting some physical. Uh, you're doing some physical exertion. Whereas the, obviously games like chess and bridge and poker are mind sports. You're exerting a muscle. You're exerting your brain, you know, you, but you're not you, you're not doing anything, anything, any physical exertion in them. But I mean, it's a very, very gray area. And, you know, there's a lot of debate about whether or not these mind games should be classed as sports. Um, it, that's actually a subject we could do a whole other podcast on really is 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 it a sport? Is it what, what is it? Yeah, but I think uh, we think about health in poker. We, we need to understand if it's a sport because I think a sport is not just exercising because when you go to to the park running, it's not sport. You just move around. The sport needs also competition. I think it's competitive. So are you saying that it's, it's a sport you have to exercise muscle? Uh, but n- there are other parts of the body as well that digestive system, the nervous system, all the other parts that are involved. It's not just the muscle. Yeah. And in, in pork and in chess, all the digestive system, the nervous system, all those parts are in motion. So are uh, very important. The only system that real are, is not really involved is muscle is then the movement yeah the, and aerobic chess, okay and you move the hands to lift the the weight of your piece but really is not a lot of effort to do this i mean there's a lot of debate about things like snooker and darts you know are they sports or are they and and i think there's something in the name i mean if it's called a game then uh, then i think it's a game if it's called a sport but who gets to decide it, it, it is a re- it's really really tough i mean is snooker a sport i mean for me it's closer than poker is but it's still called a game and you know it's there's no snooker in the olympics or in you know there's no there's the, in, so it wouldn't be included in classic sporting events but you're right i mean it's it, it's very hard to define and talk about one as opposed to the other i'd never really thought about this running in the park business i kind of thought that was a sport if someone said to me do you do sport i mean, i said well i run in the park every day i would assume that counted but perhaps it doesn't perhaps it does need the competition but can you compete against yourself if i'm timing timing myself every day and trying to beat my best time for running around the park does that count as competition I think it probably does. Um, yep. Then you're competing against yourself. Yeah. yeah. Then so. probably is more like, a, we like to give definitions in general, but probably is, there is no neat definition. It's 
I mean, there's only a need for definition if you're going to consider putting like a mind game into the into the Olympics, or you know, thinking about a in what it, when it can be included in some big sporting event, and that's not really for us to decide. Mm-hmm. But of course, a lot of the same considerations should happen if you want to make it to the top in any kind of game including card games then you should consider your health and fitness as if you were doing you know netball or football or hockey or whatever Golf as well yeah any of those and i'm sure i mean i know that snooker players and darts players certainly today take their health and fitness extremely seriously you know a lot of the top snooker players spend hours in the gym and that they need to have mental concentration for long periods of time. Well, of course, you need that in bridge and poker and chess as well. You know, you need your mind to be alert for long periods of time. It's really, really important. So to be a good uh, poker player or bridge player, or chess player, they put it together, you have to be forced, fit to compete against other people. It's competition. You're yeah. competing and you want to be at the top compared to other player to have a, a, an edge and win you're not going to play your best game if you if you're tired or if you're you know not mentally ready or if you haven't sort of you're not fully focused there's so many things to concentrate on at a poker play at a poker table you know we talked about bluffs on a previous podcast you know if you're going to bluff you need to be able to read players if you're not mentally alert you're not going to be able to read players you're not going to be able to pull off bluffs the knock-on effects you might play when you're tired, but you you know you won't play your A game. Yeah, that's why it's not good. Sometimes you play that people play online hours and hours tired, and that is not good for your game because the more you play badly, and the more your brain your you learn to play badly. So also sometimes you bring your A game, and you start to have some kind of routine pattern your brain that you repeat the same mistakes again again and make mistakes that you learn when you were tired playing online so it's always important to play your a game because you also learning during the game that's true uh, you bring you what you learn at that session to the other session yeah that's a good point and you're yeah. building your knowledge of the players yeah. and you know you're you, you should be constantly striving to be a better player I mean, I think it does depend a bit whether or not you're playing poker like professionally or you're really trying playing it to make money or if you're on holiday in Vegas or if you're just playing in a social game. And I think there's a difference in how much health and fitness you require for those different scenarios. Obviously, a pro poker player should, you know, take it very seriously, play when they're alert, you know, go to the gym, make sure they are like fit and ready for their sessions. If you're just playing with your friends on a Friday night and you've had a tough week at work and you need a beer to relax. I mean, we haven't talked about alcohol, but we should, you know, then then that's fine. It's a different, slightly different scenario. And similarly, if you're on holiday, you know, you want to have fun and, and yes, you'd like to come out profitable, but you're, you're not sort of first and foremost there to sit and be, you know, ultra healthy and, and in top form the whole time. Yep, but a minimum of health you need as a... Depends also really how if it's jo- just one off you play one time two times three times and then who cares it's completely different but yeah. I think me you Ray we we like to improve get better and try to stay at the top of the game 
of course, we are not professional in a way that we don't invest in our health, in the training as a professional player, uh, because we got other things to do during the day. And poker is one of the, our passions. But to give your A game, you you need to be health and consider a lot of aspects how to get health. And then fitness, going to the gym, maybe or running. Minimum, but this is also about life. You know, if you mm. try to do a little movement, running in the park or whatever, for also Getting for the other things, sleep, or your life I mean, is important. Something I'm sleep bad is at is you yeah. know you need your you need your right amount of sleep. I mean, one thing you can do certainly if you're playing in Vegas, which we will be, you don't want to be playing tired. If we're tired, we you should take a break, pop to your hotel room, you know, have an hour's rest, or you know, don't don't get up in the morning till you've had enough sleep. There's no clocks; you can sleep any time. You know, make sure that you're alert. And sometimes you might just get a bit tired from the sort of lethargy of, of sitting at a table for too long. So getting up, walking to another casino, getting a bit of fresh air, they can all help with your mental alertness. But the last thing you want to do is sit for hour upon hour at one table, getting tireder and tireder and just you know, losing the mental energy to focus on the game or be able to play 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 at your best. I think this is a good, a good point because we are going to Vegas, we are going to stay seven days, but it's going to be like a boot camp. We are going to play hmm. poker there. And it's going to be like a professional seven days. We are going to give a shot playing the best. And then we need to prepare. I'm preparing myself to that event. Maybe you are prepared more than me because you've been playing pokers in those kind of tables for years. But for me, it's just something new. And I need to be fit, really, mentally, but also physically. You do, but it is but it is a holiday. So, yeah. you know, it, it, we, we have to remember that we're there. To, we are there to have fun and we are there to yeah. enjoy ourselves. So, yeah. you know, if, if you haven't got to let that be the main focus. And certainly I'm going to drink some cocktails at the table, you know, fully intend to. Um, it might not, it might take my the edge off my game, but so be it, you know, that that's all part of being on holiday there. So we are not talking about uh, a professional, uh, how fit has to, uh, how healthy you have to be like a professional, because we are not. We play recreational poker, because you play, you're, you are less recreational than me, because you've been playing big sticks. But it's very important to be fit. I've been playing more chess in the past. I know that when I'm tired, I didn't sleep well, I didn't eat well, been drinking too much. Is not the right cocktail to... The same with bridge, to which is what I play more of. You know, it's the same thing. I mean, it's impossible to concentrate for long sessions and long days if you've not had enough sleep or if you had too much to drink the night before. And certainly in bridge, probably in chess, you, you don't drink when you play. I mean, poker's fairly unique in that and that people do drink when they play. And actually, if there's a drunk guy at your table, that's good news for you. So one, I mean, you should never be drunk playing. I mean, that's just you know, very poor strategy. But knowing how much you can tolerate, I mean, I think a social game on a Friday night, having one beer, you know, might take a tiny bit of edge off you, but so be it, that's fine. And certainly in Vegas, if you're playing over long periods, you make sure you have nice meals as well. I think it's okay to have a few drinks, but you should definitely recognize that that you you won't be bringing your absolute best. But that's that's I think that's acceptable and that's a choice that you make and that's okay. You can still have an edge in the game without absolutely maximizing it. 
I mean, I'm certainly not going to... If I was a pro professional out there for the World Series, you know, and this was, I wanted to make as much money as I could, then it's a very different thing altogether, isn't it? You know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't, I wouldn't then drink almost at all. And certainly I never drink when I'm playing important bridge matches. I might have a drink afterwards, but I'd never, never drink while I play. Yeah, I think also thinking about chess, if you are playing in a tournament is one thing. If you are playing for the World Championship match, yeah. then you really need to prepare yourself in another level. Then Absolutely. physically, mentally, then you've got a really tight training to get to the point for months training in a certain way. It's not just uh, preparing your opening uh, in game or whatever. It's just uh, just to keep fit. Yeah. Everyone uh, has got his way to be prepared physically to an event like this. It looks like you don't need to be fit physically, but really, it's very important to give energy during the game. Yeah, you've, you've got, got a lot to focus on, and even when you're not playing in pots, you know, you've got it. You've got to focus on the other players. You should be watching what's going on around you. If you get tired to go to the toilet, it's not good. <laughs> Minimum fitness to stand from the table and go to the toilet. I mean, I think tired. one thing, if you're playing, say, you're playing in a tournament and you can't stop playing and you're feeling a bit tired, I mean, uh, have uh, give yourself a boost you know make sure you get stay hydrated it's really really important to, to drink water and and stay hydrated while you're playing but but also kind of res resort to the strategies you know so maybe tighten up a little tighten your range play hands that you can do more on autopilot you know don't don't stretch yourself don't be making totally creative plays if you're feeling a bit tired and you know not not quite on your a game you've got you, you should stick to doing things that you know and keep it easy um keep it because you know that those are solid winning strategies it's just a question of executing them in a way that you've done hundreds of times before you know it's muscle memory you know you know how to do these the play these hands so, so you do it so what about diet yeah i mean you don't want to play immediately after a heavy meal you know you want to probably want to eat little and often i mean if you're playing a tournament if it's a serious tournament you might want to have some nuts or dried fruit in your bag to you know that's what we do in bridge you know keep keep our energies going energy levels going and and in terms of meals you don't you don't want a big heavy three course meal with a great big dessert such that you get a slump afterwards or if you do have a slump then you know go to your room have a have a little snooze come back you know I mean, obviously, you want to eat nice food. You don't want lots of fat, lots of sugar. You know all those things that give you a, a energy boost, but then, but then a big low afterwards. Yeah. You want more things that'll keep you know slow release that keep you going. Yeah, I I was thinking, okay, you play a sport that require a lot of energy, muscle energy, and that probably you need a, like a banana in tennis. A lot yeah. of people, but because you need a really a boost of energy because you are going to consume the calories, all the all all the sugar. You are going to consume them, all of them, just playing. But uh, in uh, in poker, chess, bridge, you are sitting. You are not moving your muscle, so your consumption of sugar is going to be much lower mm. than if you t take all those sugars to increase your level then uh, you are going to have a, a really you are going to have a 
slump. You go to have a slump, uh, you feel lethargic. Yeah. And, then, uh, and I mean, it, it, because it is a sedentary kind of mind game, you, you also want to stretch your legs. You know, you fold a pot, like get up, stand up, you know, wiggle your feet around, walk around the table, have a look around the card room, you know, even just two minutes. But, you know, make sure every hour. I mean, some people have these watches. I know mine kind of tells me to um, to get up and move if I sit for too, too long. I mean, I tutor for a living and I'll be halfway through tutoring and my phone's telling me to get up and move around but certainly that's very good advice in a poker game don't just sit in one seat for you you might you might be there six hours you know easily you know apart from getting up and going to the loo so get up even if you just wander over to your friend at another table and just wiggle wiggle your hands you see people just stand up and and you know they that's really good rather than letting yourself just slump it's very similar when you work it's the same thing. You cannot stay hours, eight hours work. You need a little breaks. Mm. Then maybe 25 minutes focus and then five minutes break. Then you don't Definitely. think about anything. Then 25 minutes. And you got tasks during work, but also in, when you play uh, chess and uh, poker, then okay, those 25 minutes, sometimes you got 10 minutes of thinking. You, you, you got a little task because you need to solve a, a situation, a position. I don't, I don't know in bridge you got these kind of things. But after 25 minutes, your brain starts to be a little bit tired and then you need a little rest. You mm. really having a complete rest without thinking about anything, mm. anything. People like good. people use chill out music and like on their headphones. Personally, I'm not a big fan of that because I, I like to listen to what the players at the table are saying. And I think there's a lot of tells in listening to to what what people say. They're sighing, you know, and you miss that. miss a lot of that if you have you, you know, your chill out headphones on. But, you know, you might be good to have it there so that, you know, if you if, if you if you find yourself tilting, you know, 10 minutes of some chill out music on your phone might might mm. help you to get into the right frame of mind again but i certainly wouldn't be using it the whole time i'm playing um, but that's that's a strategy that you can use and the end the uh, i mentioned before hydration but you know you've got to keep your keep drinking water throughout well, one tip i mean if you are playing in vegas and you're ordering cocktails i always order a little bottle of water at the same time every single cocktail i'll get a cocktail and a water and you know yes i want to drink the cocktails but then i also make sure that i keep myself hydrated with water alongside it it's just sort of being aware and taking sensible precautions. You can't eat a lot at the table. You can't. You can't bring along a whole meal as a general rule. But you can have a banana, as you say, or you know, a snack. But what you don't want is a giant bag of pick and mix from the you know the local sweet shop that is yeah, next door. Yeah, you can door have a, maybe some nuts. Bring with yeah, you, but and you, not, if you can don't eat go with the pack like sugar, big, uh, you can have one or two. But you don't want to just wolf your way down the whole lot because yeah. you know you will have this sugar slump. Or if you find yourself doing that, you've just had a big dessert, then it's much better to go for a snooze before you play than it is to sort of play immediately. So how do you deal uh, with sleeping in Vegas because we are going to play at night? I never set alarms. I mean, I don't tend to play tournaments, so I don't have a deadline. So I tend to stay in games while the games are good and you know and I like to uh, you know I'll leave if I think the game's not great or I'm getting overtired and then I'll go to bed and I will just sleep and I'll wake up when I'll wake up and we we don't have any rules about meeting up with friends you know you just have whatsapp and you where are you and we come and join each other it's not like the days when you know you was hard to contact each other and you had to meet in a certain place and you needed an alarm and that now I would just sleep and if that sleep happens to be from 
5 a.m. till 2 or 3 in the afternoon, so be it. That's that's what I'll do. And then if if I'm in, the, if we're playing in the casino where we're staying, you know, popping back to the room for a lie down, just half an hour, get your brain in gear is fine. But you're not always in the right spot on the strip to do that. But you can you, you can do it. But certainly I don't think you should be setting your alarm. You should just tell you because there's a little bit of jet lag going over there as well. So you need your body to adapt. Yes, you get straight into their time zone and time doesn't matter anymore. But, you know, you want your body to catch up. Depends if you slept on the flight. I mean, I sleep quite well on flights, but a lot of people don't don't bother to sleep or don't can't sleep on flights. That's no problem for me. Yeah, I think you know, sleeping well is important in I, I don't use alarm also unless I to wake up early because there's a meeting important meeting yeah. that I, you don't want to miss. And usually I wake up automatically at seven. So I go to bed at midnight. I need seven hours or, or sleep. So even go to 11, I know that I'm going to wake up at six o'clock exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't need alarm. Of course, if you need to have an me- important meeting or you got a flight to take, you don't want to take any risk. You put your alarm. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, I only put my alarm on if I'm tutoring in the morning. Yeah. Other than that, I just trust myself to wake up. And like you, I tend to sleep for about seven, seven and a half hours without an alarm. Not not much more occasionally, but not not much more as a general rule. And also breakfast. You know, you get up. What Chris and I used to do is we used to go to the local coffee shop and we used to buy a cup of tea, which is what you know. I don't drink coffee, so I'd have a cup of tea. And they do ready-made porridge. And I used to always have a porridge. And then I'd have an orange, funnily enough. I'm not sh- quite sure why, but I'd eat porridge and have a, and then have an orange. And then I'm kind of set on my day. What you don't really want to do, which but you can, I mean, is go in Vegas for a big greasy spoon style breakfast. You know that they have at all these huge buffets where you can eat all you want and that. I like to start the day with a sort of fairly healthy, slow release type breakfast. And then you've got a long day of poker ahead of you. So, you know, you've got some energy inside you. But obviously it's in if you're playing just a home game on a Friday night, none of this stuff really applies to that. I quite like eating, um, if I've got a home game and I've got time to eat some dinner first, I quite like having some salmon or something, you know, these good good, good fat type foods, you know, some brown rice, some salmon, you know, they're good things to, to eat. But it, you don't have to take it this seriously. You, you can, you know, go for fish and chips beforehand if it's a social crowd, that's fine. I know you guys do that sometimes and you're only playing a short game. The thing about our game is it's only three hours long anyway. So, you know, it's not like... It's not like you need you're going to be falling asleep at the table. You're playing. We're playing three hours from six forty-five till nine forty-five. It's fine. Yes, for us it's a social game as well. We mm. have fun. So who cares if sometimes you break your rules? Just not do too much. But we are not playing for the world championship. No. World championship. I don't then. think you should even have rules for a sort of three-hour yeah. Friday night game. Yeah. And it's just you just turn up. It's just a social night out. And it, and if you lose, it's like you went to the cinema or who cares? Yeah. You just, you know, it's you're spending ideas. your money on a Friday night out. Where you've got to be more careful is it like we were just talking about if we're off to Vegas and you're going for 10 days and you're playing poker solidly or if you're playing an important tournament or, you know, if you're, you know, you're grinding, you decide you're going to grind at the hippodrome or something, you know, three, four nights a week, you're going to go along and try and make some money. Then, you know, then you need to be taking your health and fitness more seriously. But it's not 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 a big thing really in a in a social Friday night game. Yes, for us it's, it's still a holiday. We are on uh, yeah, holiday and we are going sure. to have fun. We are going for to do sure. other things. It's not just we are going we are there for poker, but we are going to do other things. 
visiting and things. like i've said shows. previously we want to you know when i see an odd show we're going to drink some cocktails we're going to eat nice food i always say that we're going to eat nice food so yeah. we're not going to shy away from going for a nice dinner you know somewhere i might you might not have a dessert or whatever but you're because you're playing poker all evening but you're you're going to go and you're going to eat nice food you eat what you fancy so it really depends what is your goal uh, as a poker player. If you yeah. want to be a professional poker player, you really need to be tight because if you, you, you income, the majority of your income is coming from poker, then you really need to take it really, really seriously yeah, because absolutely. also a BR can change the way you play, yeah. uh, the quality of your game. Of course, you want to look loosey-goosey sometimes the beer help you in that sense yeah, you, but could also create an you can create an image but you, out don't, of it. you don't need to drink really to be you pretend to drink i don't know but drinking too much maybe pale. but it's it, one mean, it's beer is not the yeah beer, but it's it's uh, sometimes you need a drink to relax i don't know but it's i mean it's up it's up to the player they i mean everyone can can do it and you certainly you shouldn't not drink if you're there socially however i think the important thing is just to recognize the fact that the health and fitness element is a thing in a mind game sport and that you know if you have a few beers it will change you, your style the way you play it will will make you not on tip-top form and it, it, so it's not it's not about necessarily making changes it's just about an awareness of of the impact that health and fitness has on on your your ability as a poker player. I mean, you can always, as as we said, drink drink a beer and and then just play a you know drink two or three beers, but just play a bit tighter and you know you don't just play a solid game and it it'll all be fine. It's not. And something. if you really feel terrible, then you can just you can also leave the game. Yeah, absolutely. And nice nap and then you don't have to back. play. You, you know, if you're not feeling forced. it, then don't don't play in it. It's, just just be aware that health and fitness is, is part of the game. Like, it's like a cash game sports. and you can live whenever you want. Exactly. If it's a tournament and you start to think about, okay. Yeah, I but don't even. start the tournament if it's a long one and yeah. you're tired and you're not yeah. in the frame of sorry, that frame of mind. Don't, don't do it in the first place. Great. I think this was a good talk. Yeah, Thank it's you, interesting Claire. actually. It's a good one to talk about. Nice Thank to you. see you.